This is Tending Seeds, a podcast about my adventures in homesteading and herbalism. I'm Sarah Schuster, and I'll be your host. Thanks for being here today. Hey, friends. Can you believe it's August already? I feel like I say this every month, uh, every new month. But honestly, I just can't believe it's August and that we're in the midst of summer and that fall feels like it's right around the corner. Before I get started today, I realized when I was looking at the calendar that I have now been podcasting for six months. And I have to say, I'm kind of proud of myself. I have ADD and I often jump from project to project very quickly and don't always have the best staying power. And I know that about about myself. And so as an adult, I've gotten better at really thinking projects through in the long term and deciding if I'm going to want to and be able to continue them forward and actually keep them going versus just starting something because I'm really excited about it and then having it fall off after a few months of hyper-focusing on it. That's actually part of why it took me so long to start a podcast was I actually spent probably about a year just really thinking about it, turning it over in my mind and trying to decide what I wanted this to be, what I wanted it to look like, the kind of format and figuring out what would be a sustainable production schedule for myself, you know, even with the other things going on in my life. And then so I finally got it started um, last February and we've been going strong for six months now. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm excited to see what happens in the future. There is part of me that would love to maybe take this to be a weekly podcast instead of twice a month, but I'm not really sure that that's sustainable. So like starting this podcast in the first place, I'm going to keep mulling that over and just focus on hopefully continuing to put out good content that is useful to all of you twice a month. Other exciting news, you have heard me talk about getting the wood stove installed here, and that has been quite a process. I first called to make that appointment back in May, but I can say now it has finally actually been installed. I am so happy. I am so excited. It was through no real fault of the company that we just kept getting rained out every time we had an appointment scheduled with them, and then they wouldn't have another availability for several more weeks to make the next appointment. And it just kind of turned into this like snowball effect thing where I was getting really frustrated because I was having to coordinate and plan to be home all day, and then the weather forecast was not cooperating for them to be able to come drill a hole in the roof and get that run. Anyway. It's done now. It looks really good. I'm super excited. And it's also a good impetus to kind of kick kick me in the pants and get me working on the rest of the sunroom out there because that was sort of the holdup point and the choke point for this project was getting that wood stove installed. So I've set a goal for myself of having that room finished and usable by the end of October, which would work out really well for us since hopefully by then it'll start to be a little chilly and we can take advantage of having that wood stove and really put it to use, both for just aesthetic looks and being able to chill out in front of that and enjoy it, and then also having it as a backup heat option, um, because we do lose power. We actually lost power for a bit last night, and when we have thunderstorms here, um, that's a pretty normal thing for us to have happen. So as we head into winter, I would definitely like to know that we have backup heat sources if we ever need that to be a thing. In terms of foraging, I haven't been getting out and doing a whole lot lately. Um, Part of that is just my schedule has been a little bit busier than normal. I've had a lot going on, Um, but also just because I've had so much coming off of the garden that I planted here. I've been selling some of my dried herbs to folks, which is really exciting to fill those first couple of orders, things like echinacea, rose, lemon balm, and it's been really great for that to come out of my own garden. 
it just feels super magical to have planted something, tended it, harvest it, and then dry it and process it and send it off to someone else, especially like a fellow herbalist who, you know, is so excited when they get that and they can just kind of feel the energetics of that plant and, and the quality of it. And so, so my friend Nan down in Mississippi, I've filled a few orders for. Hi, Nan. I super appreciate that. It's just been really great to get that feedback um, from a fellow herbalist when they're just like, wow, this seems like such great quality um, for the energetics of the plant. So that makes me super happy. And again, just a little proud mama moment there. Elderberry season is here. I have not gone out to harvest any. A lot of the the droops nearest to us haven't quite turned yet, but on my drives, I'm seeing some at slightly lower elevations that look like they're ready to go just about. So probably another week or so here and I'll be out there harvesting. So I'm really excited for that. That's always super fun. It is really neat that we do seem to be just a few weeks further behind everywhere else around us in Middle Tennessee in terms of what's ready to harvest. Because when I drive around, then it sort of gives me a hint of what I should be looking for on my own property. And it's kind of a nice little heads up. So I appreciate that. It's pretty useful. Our main topic today is going to be planning your fall garden. Even though I just talked about some of the successes I've had growing things this year, I'm kind of disappointed overall with how this first growing season here on the property has gone for me. It definitely hasn't been what I dreamed of or what I had hoped it would end up being. I've had a lot of problems with wildlife and pest pressure. Also, I think just trying to find that balance between everything I'm working on, you know, house projects, still working a side hustle off of the farm here, finishing up my herbal program, putting out this podcast twice a month, trying to still have a social life and see friends on occasion. It's been a lot, and I think I've gotten myself back into a good rhythm for for what's going on in terms of planning and just getting everything done that I need to get done, but I'm hoping to have a better fall garden and definitely addressing those wildlife and pest pressure issues for sure. So getting fencing and stuff up, which really was just a foolish move on my part that I didn't get that done before I started planting and was just sort of trying to do both at the same time. And so I think I was juggling too many things at once. And it sort of feels sometimes like you're trying to build the railroad track, even while you're on the train and and chugging along and just trying to barely keep up with building that track ahead of you as you go. And I think the garden was sort of a good example of that. So I'm happy with the things that I've gotten done in terms of, you know, getting fruit trees and nut trees planted, having some good herbs put in. I've got corn coming up, which is exciting and should be looking good here. But there was stuff that I did plant that I actually, you know, put the time into like growing from seed or from or having seedlings that I purchased other places. Either way, that's time and or money invested into both of those. And then I put them out into my garden area and they got eaten. We have deer, we have turkeys, we have rabbits, we have groundhogs, we have feral cats. I mean, there's just so much stuff. I couldn't even tell you like what was the worst offender in terms of wildlife pressure. So obviously I need to address this and that's going to be a big thing for me before I do any planting for the fall garden. So I'm starting seeds and doors for my stuff this year, but getting that done is a big priority before I put any of those seedlings out. So if you have been struggling with maybe your spring or summer garden, here's the upshot. Fall gives you another chance at it and you do have a good amount of time to get stuff in the ground right now. And so we'll talk about kind of just brainstorming that and how to go about planning your fall garden. The first thing that you need to do is to look up your first frost date for your area. And you can find that really easily. Just Google first frost date or find my first frost date. Old Farmer's Almanac will have that. There 
tons of sites that'll do this for you. You can find general guidelines based on your zone, but I like to find one where they actually have you put in your zip code and they find like the nearest area. So Springfield, Tennessee was the nearest area that came up for me and that's not too far from from me. Our first frost date is supposed to be October 22nd. That's not a guarantee, of course. And so you're always going to be gambling a bit with this. Um, I've read some folks recommend going ahead and walking that date back about two weeks just to play it safe. So if mine's October 22nd, going ahead and walking that back two weeks, which would be October 8th instead, and trying to use that as my first frost date. But I don't tend to like to play it safe. I want to garden as late as I possibly can into the season. And especially because we've been having some milder winters here as well. And also, even if I do start to get frost, I have a nice stack of like used sheets and stuff that are out in the garage that I can go ahead and set up as frost covers if need be. And I'm not farming at a large enough scale yet that it's going to be a huge pain if I need to go out and cover a few specific crops that aren't really frost hardy or frost tolerant. All right, so once you know your frost date, then you can start going through and looking at your seeds to see what you do actually have time to get planted and still get a harvest of before the frost hits and temperatures really start to drop. So the thing you're going to be looking at here is your DTM or your days to maturity for each of the things that you're considering planting. You'll often find this on the individual seed packet itself, but if it's not there, you can go back to the seed catalog or to the website where you got your seeds from or like your garden notes from previous years if you've grown this before. And hopefully you're taking notes as you garden each year and each season. Once you've figured out what you want to grow and what you think you actually have time to grow, then you can start mapping things out. This is gonna be a little more complicated since you're not starting with a blank slate, probably like you were back in the spring when you planned your garden. Now you're gonna to need to consider what you currently have in your garden and how much longer those crops are going to be producing before you turn them under and put a new type of crop into that space. If you normally struggle with squash bugs during late spring and summer, this is a good time of year to give squash and zucchini and things like that another shot. I know there are some folks in my local area here that actually won't even plant these for spring and summer, and they always wait until the fall just to hopefully have better luck avoiding that pest pressure. So I think that's worth doing. We have tons of squash bugs here. I noticed that last year and through this spring season as well, and we weren't even growing squash yet, and they were just everywhere. I was having to like walk around the house with like a little dust buster just to get them out of here. As of today, I am looking at about 76 days until the first projected frost date for me. You might be looking at longer or shorter, so you'll need to adjust accordingly with your own plans. What am I thinking about planting? Just a note, I am starting from seed. If you want to get a jump on things and go for something that you don't think you have enough growing days left for, then you can always see if you can get seedlings from someone, either a store or you might have better luck maybe in like your local homesteading group, seeing if other people have started things from seed already that you can purchase from them. I have a lot of prep work to do with herb seeds because many of these plants are a lot more finicky to grow than annual vegetables. They need stratification or scarification or other really specific conditions for germination. I could easily do a whole separate episode on herb seeds and the process of growing those, and maybe we'll do that at some point. But today I'm going to mainly focus on annual vegetables. But one herb I do want to mention is calendula or calendula, depending on how you pronounce it. It's a beautiful herb and it has a really short day to maturity time of only 40 to 50 days. So probably wherever you are, unless you're 
much further north of me, you can probably get a round of these into the ground and into production and harvested before the first frost. And honestly, there's really nothing like working with calendula flowers that you've either grown yourself or gotten freshly dried from a small grower. It just makes a huge difference and they're so beautiful to work with. So here are some of the vegetables I'm looking to plant. First off, all of the greens. It's actually maybe a little bit too early for them right now, though I can probably start them from seed and just make sure they're not getting too much in the way of sunlight and heat. But yeah, all of the greens. As soon as the heat dies back, it is time for lettuce mixes, kale, chard, arugula. I mentioned squash earlier, and so I'm definitely going to be putting in plenty of winter squash. I love acorn and butternut, but I also have some other kind of funky varieties that I want to try out. I'm also going to try to squeeze in some summer squash and see if I can actually have less pest pressure like I mentioned up above. Carrots are great to get in now also because if you plant a decent crop of them, they'll actually overwinter and so you can kind of have those to pull throughout the winter. Same thing with those greens as well. If you get a good crop of greens that are frost hardy and you can just kind of cover those over with like row cover or frost cover and keep those going throughout the winter, when the temp drops too much, those greens will stop growing, but they won't necessarily die off if you can kind of protect them a little bit from the elements. And so you can go out there and harvest those throughout the winter. Ooh, I also have this adorable cucumber lemon seed that I got from Baker Creek. It's only 60 days to maturity, so I'm going to try that out as well this season. I've never grown that before, but it's really cute looking. I'm also going to be throwing lots of beans out there now, both pole and bush beans, and probably in about another month or so, I'll go ahead and just direct seed peas as well as the temp starts to go down. I have a few pepper varieties that are right around 70 days from a date to maturity. So I'm going to do a small batch of those. I'm probably only going to plant maybe a third of the packet and save the rest of the seed packet for next year, just because I'm going to definitely be pushing it to try to get a harvest before frost. I also have leeks and celery, including a really funky pink celery that I'm dying to try out and try to grow. Those should be fairly frost hardy as well. So I'm looking forward to trying those. The last crop I'll be planting out will be more tomatoes, specifically smaller cherry tomatoes that are more in like the 65 to 70 day range. I think you can even find some that are like a 60 day cherry tomato. If you want to plant larger tomatoes this time of year, you're really going to need to find someone who has seedlings or slightly even larger plants than that for you to go ahead and purchase, or you're just not going to get any sort of harvest in time for that. Other things I start to think about this time of year for gardening would be, are you planning to plant garlic? You won't be planting that now. That's normally done like late fall, early winter. I know around here, Thanksgiving seems to be kind of the marker where a lot of folks get that planted. But this is a good time of year for you to go ahead and start sourcing out where you're going to buy that garlic. I'm definitely going to be buying a few pounds to try to get into the ground this year for sure. This is also a super great time of year to start thinking about planting fruit trees because you have enough time to plant them now and get them established for a few months before winter arrives. We will talk about pruning and prepping your fruit trees for winter in a future episode. I'm still working on filling in some of our property edges, so I'm keeping my eye out for a good deal on fruit and nut trees. We've got one fig tree, apples, and peaches here, as well as the elderberry thicket, which I do want to root some more cuttings from, and so I can keep expanding that hedge area. And I planted chestnuts and hazelnuts. They've been a little touch and go. They were really small, uh, small plants when I put them in and they haven't really shown a lot of growth. I'm not pulling them out. I'm going to let them go ahead. I'll mulch and stuff around them for the winter and then I'll see what actually comes back up in spring. 
but I may actually go ahead and, and try to get a few more nut trees and get those planted nearby just in case that doesn't work out. And if for some reason all of them make it through the spring, they're still going to be small enough that I can transplant them and move them around the property if I need them to have more room and be you know further away from one another. So that's not a huge deal. Just some things to think about. Like I said, we'll probably do a future episode in like another month or two as we get closer to winter on pruning fruit trees and getting them ready for winter, uh, doing, you know, how to do the mulching and and things like that to make sure they're all going to survive and be okay. Which if you live down in like Florida, you're probably laughing at me because why would you need to do that? But up here, it can be a thing. So we'll talk about that. All right, that wraps up today's episode. As always, you can contact me with questions, comments, ideas for topics that you would like me to cover in a future episode. You can email me directly at foxandelder at gmail.com. And you can also find me over on Instagram at foxandelder, all one word. That's a great place to keep up with me through photos and see what's going on here at the farm and what I'm working on. I'll be back with new episodes on the first and third Wednesday of each month. If you like what you're hearing, please do me a favor, rate, subscribe, review. There have been a few new reviews left. I appreciate that so much. Or just send it on directly to a friend that you think would be interested. All right, y'all. Happy harvesting out there. Until next time, keep your hands dirty and your heart open.